Okay, this is a test. Test, test, test. I thought I would um, put down some thoughts today. That I didn't um, want to wait for tomorrow. So I hope this uh, recording is good. I'm not even using my headset, I'm just using my phone. I'm in the car. We're just um, cleaning up the office that. Um, Cleaning up the office. Getting rid of some stuff, taking it home. I'm not even using the Bluetooth system from the um, from the car. Because this car has a piece of shit uh, Bluetooth. So I thought today... Uh, my uh, Minnesota number, the three um, three one seven, which is a prime number, had a uh, it had quite the significance with the George George Floyd. to uh, the New Books Network and talking about Dairy Day and the end. And uh, so it appears that Dairy Day was, uh, are you going? Was obsessed with writing obituaries for his friends. kind of got the feeling from this idea, from this listening to this podcast, I'm just going to tell you my gut feeling. My gut feeling is that what was ending was an era or a network of people that worked and lived and were friends together. And he was watching all of his friends die, basically, 
calling that the end. So it was kind of like the end of his clique or his group. Like I remember my grandpa, Cooley, said that he doesn't have anybody left, that he survived everybody. He was 96 years old. He said, everyone I know is dead. So he was kind of like at the end of his group. He was the last survivor of his 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 network, his clique, his generation. I was always afraid to, I guess, confront that whole concept of, of, of death with him. And I must have hurt his feelings by, like, reading, it, reading my books or whatever when I was with him, or playing with my computer a young, thoughtless kid, but, um, I guess I was with him in my own way, as we are all distracted people in this, uh, computer-distracted world, just like my son is also computer-distracted. just how we are nowadays. Anyway, I hope that this recording is working. It looks like it's uh, bumping up. looks like it's doing something. I guess I could hold it closer to me. And, um, you know, to add horrible audio quality to rambling thoughts and a personal message, that's kind of what the stream of random is. And, you know, there are other random podcasts out there. And I was thinking about that whole thing today, about how actors fake and present, and how people are, they just want this entertainment more than anything else, more than just having something that's real. And that's also because not only is it that we are accustomed to it, Maybe our brains can process entertainment or art better if it's presented in a fun way. Oh, look at all these U-Hauls. So I wanted to actually go and see if I can get a truck at uh, Home Depot. But I have a feeling that the rental is going to be closed by now. And I guess I could check online, but I'm kind of an old school kind of guy. So I'm just going to go over there and check. I could call them, I could check online. But I don't want to. Plus it's right here. 
And it's funny how uh, we have so much. We have so much that we uh, produce. We have such a huge digital footprint, and thanks to Steve Jobs, everybody has a phone, so everyone could record their thoughts. And I was saying to my wife, you know, she was saying that I have I talk too much, and I have too much to say. I'm I'm talking too much, I'm producing too much, oh, but I don't have anything to say, she said, or I don't have as much to say as I would think. And obviously, uh, that could be very true from an absolute perspective. Maybe we're going to go through this uh, change, this transformation, into something good. Maybe it's going to happen right here. Maybe we're going to step up our game. And maybe this is just the raw material. I always thought, oh, it's raw material. But maybe it's also the practice that we need to, and the therapy that's necessary, you see. Parking lot subject to flooding, isn't that funny? They built this Home Depot right next to a uh, stream, opened back up. Yeah, so I thought I'd just take you guys on a ride with me. And we're going to think, oh, well, we're going to think larger than just daily listeners. And we're going to think larger than just the episode. We're really working on finding the truth, if we can. And uh, developing some ideas. see if I can get a, uh, looks like the tour rental center's open. Okay, let me see if I can get a truck. So, yeah, back. So they open at 6 o'clock in the morning with a, tr- with a truck rental. So I'll just do one. He wrote about survival uh, as... So I'll just do one run. hyphenated ID. So on... Stop this thing. I'll do one run tomorrow uh, now. I'll get another load of four pallets, and I'll get the rest tomorrow, since I'm here. So, uh, I was listening to the Lex Friedman latest episode, or second latest episode with the Bitcoin dude, and he said, he gave a whole meme theory, and he was basically saying the same thing that I said on my podcast, that the, um, that the fables are a form of data compression. So the entertainment value is also the fable and how the, um, you coming? 
how the fable is the data compression and the Bible and all that, and, they, and how they compress information down. And that's exactly what I said the other day. And he was also saying that the idea has the people, not the people have the idea. Well, that's also what I've been talking about. And, um, I mean, just think if we are actually slaves of ideas instead of ideas living in our head or us having ideas, the ideas have us. So, in any case, that's some pretty heavy stuff. Now, um, the nice thing about math, well, what if the whole idea of math and the numbers is also an idea, just a game with rules, and um, how the number system is not necessarily an absolute truth, because it is also just a construct and just following different rules, we could also have a completely different um, accounting or number system. It's not necessarily uh, the law of nature to have numbers the way that we do. And arithmetic and all that. So that it also is going to reveal something about our physiology as well, I think. Well, I can tell you that I've deconstructed, I've deconstructed these, um, these number graphs in my latest video, and we've gotten rid of the, um, We've gotten rid of the, uh, the spinning items, let's say. Like, you don't see the curves. Except, you do see certain patterns in... You do see the certain visual um, illusions in the dots. Especially at different zoom levels. And that has to do, I guess, with um, the screen resolution and the zoom and your eyes. And just looking at the different individual uh, pixel configurations, you definitely do see something. Um, okay, I'm going to load this truck. I'll just put this on pause. Okay. So, so I went over to check on the chickens today, and the status of my rat trap, and the chickens, yeah. oh, so, let me turn this thing off, life, stop it, uh, in, in English it's been translated, stop, so the chicken had somehow pushed open the door, and it was in the house, 
staring outside stupidly. So good thing I went over there, or we would have had a major problem with the chicken. <laughs> the chicken um, somehow um, spending the night in the house. And the other chicken is just uh, setting, and she can't get enough of sitting on her nest. And we picked up uh, two eggs. One has a, a brighter egg, and the other has a darker egg. And the one with the darker eggs is laying more eggs. So, in any case, the... Um, I think uh, what, what we're doing here that's different, and as Lex said, that we haven't even gotten to the end of what is the meme, what is possible with the entire um, memosphere, and I think we're going to actually have to push the boundaries forward, and we're doing that with this podcast, we're pushing the boundaries of what is acceptable behavior, what is actually um, you know, broadcastable, what is, uh, what's, oh, is that dog loose? What's an acceptable, um, media? Like, we're, we're changing all the rules because all of the rules that define what is a podcast, what is, like, it comes from radio or from media and it's all coming from the hierarchy, from the controls, from the um, the establishment, and um, it's all changing now through technology. So now we can just broadcast ourselves. We can share our intimate thoughts. We can have a podcast like with nothing to say, um, and that's different than ever before. Because it's not going to cost you a lot. It's like having a local newspaper, a little pamphlet, but it's available on the internet. So, of course, no one is going to want to listen to it. No one is going to want to, you know, sit through it for most of the part, for most part. So, I think what we're going to try and do is we're going to try and reduce entropy, we're going to try and compress more to have more information in less time. I guess be better, better organized. And, um, and that's what we're going to work on. And speaking about better, more information in less time, um, so many people walking around and riding bicycles. It's, I gotta really pay attention here. Um, I should have brought my headset with me. I thought about bringing it, but I didn't want to bring it. And now this is what we got. 
some worse quality than ever before. I didn't even get my full steps in today. Maybe I'll go for a walk after this and um, get my steps in because uh, <laughs> it's been grueling um, trying to manage all of these different things, my studies, my podcast. Though luckily, I'm merging my podcast a little bit with my studies and. Um, I really need to wrap this up, this topic that I'm working on. So, this entire idea of the uh, moiré effect and having it appear at different zoom levels, I wonder if the computer will actually recognize it or if it's just a if it's just a a, a visual phenomena. So that's really my question now, is that moiré effect that we're seeing, is that just in the eye that we're seeing it? Is that just related to the, the pixels? And by staring at these videos, I've seen, like I couldn't go to sleep this morning, I had it just on loop in my head, and my neurons were firing like crazy. My visual memory was going nuts, trying to process all this information. And each of the prime numbers, at a different angle, at a different configuration, just flashing in front of my eyes and having this slightly modified and trying to figure it all out. It's just nuts. So... Um, I think the next video I'm going to make is I'm going to scan through the twos and do all the twos mod, you know, 900, 901, 920, and then do the threes mod. So I'm going to scan horizontally across um, the different mods. Well, I said I was going to do two different things. I was going to have one, the um, one I was going to have the. different frames and merge those together so play with merging two different um, merging two different frames together and I'll also have to worry about the labels getting merged. So I guess I could take the labels and uh, copy and paste them across. But then I also want to merge across uh, modulos or try and uh, have the visual uh, representation. So. And then the third question is, can we create a algorithm that will recognize the Moiré effect, or is it is it is it visible? Is it measurable in the computer? This this um, this circular effect, or is it just 
Is it just in the brain? Are we activating a brain function? And has it been studied? And can it be quantified? And when does it start occurring? And when does it, what are the tolerances of it? And is it, do different people at different ages see it differently? I mean, just doing a pan and zoom on one of those uh, patterns, the mod 7, I think. I mean, not mod 7, but divide by 7, mod 900, that created a more area effect. So we're going to uh, learn more about this. That's what we're going to work on. Um, yeah, and we're almost home. So thanks for joining me on this uh, evening's drive, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Feed the fungus, feed the fungus, feed the fungus.